maybe six years now i used to work at a different um well obviously different place from where i work at now um but it was a residential facility and um at some point we started going to a uh, place in sterling that like donate you can get clothes that are donated and um i went with um you know the group of girls we have and i found the sweater and i was like i really like this sweater so I actually got one of the girls who were like, hey, can you put the sweater in your bag so you can like give it to me later? They were like, yeah, 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 okay, cool. And I don't know, I just grabbed it. It was like brand new. It just it looks like it had just been made. Like, you know, this is something that was like hand printed or whatever. Did you like it because it was like a play on a yeah, Yale sweater? Yeah, okay. I saw it because at first I was like, oh, it says Yale, whatever. You know, I was like, oh no, it actually says kale. And I was like, hmm, you know, I grew up vegetarian, so to me, like oh, okay. kale is like nothing. People are like ill, and I'm like, oh, I, I like it. I love yeah. kale. Yes. Usually, it's. I mean, you're. I do remember this about you. You're a foodie. Yes. <laughs> so, what I've come to understand is that usually people don't know how to use different foods, mm-hmm. like in a way. Like people will say, if it tastes good, it's probably bad for you. I've, I beg to differ. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you can definitely make. Uh, there's just yeah. there's so many different varieties of food, and there's so many different methods of being yes. able to make it. I am right now particularly thinking of a kale slaw that I've used on a pork burger. Okay. But the kale slaw itself was was amazing. I think it was like a maybe some sort of ginger vinaigrette or something oh, that I kind of marinated it in with onions and scallions and carrots and oh. some other things. And it was just it was that delicious. That sounds great, actually. I, I might have to try something like that later on. My... um. Talking about slaws, my mama was actually just telling me this morning she made like a random slaw. She was like, I made a slaw and I'm so proud of it because she made a sandwich. And we were like, You made a sandwich? Because I make sandwiches. She's like, I made slaw. It was like cabbage and like she put jalapeno and onions. I don't know what else she put on it, but whatever sauce she put in it, it was really good. And she let me had a piece. Um, and it just kind of reminded me like, I used to love making like slaws or pickles, like pickled, um. like pickled onions, pickled. What else did I make? Radishes. I um I learned a lot of that during the pandemic. Why? Well, yeah. well, first, why'd you grow up vegetarian? Was it your choice or was it your? Um. Well, it was most of my parents, mostly my dad. Um. I grew up in New York because I was born there, and um, my dad. He was young. He was eighteen when he had me. Um. My mom was twenty one, and he particularly had met a friend who was a really like close friend to um of his. Um, who I grew up calling like my uncle, basically. He um, he was like in a like a religion called the Krishna Consciousness. 
Oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. What was this? A, what, Krishna say, consciousness. Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness. <laughs> okay, so Krishna is like, that's a Buddhist. It's, um well, Buddha is supposed to be a recognition of right. that. Um, so it's part of like the Hindu like religion. Yeah. Um, and Trust me, there's a million people that have punched that thing a million times. You're, you're not the first. Don't okay. worry about it. Um, well, you know, hence my name. My name is Radharani, my full name. Um, and uh, that's like, you know, like the wife of the god Krishna. And, um, you know, my dad started following that religion a lot. And I feel like it did really good for him. Um, oh, do you know much about it? I did. I grew up a lot, you know, going into the temples, doing Sunday school there. Um, so I, I'm pretty familiar with it. Um, what sort of practices does Krishna, well, I've never yeah, heard. No, so it's like very much about being a devotee, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, the goal is for you to learn everything so that you give up everything material, like materialistic. Oh. Um, so for instance, you know, you're a vegetarian, you know, you're, you don't care much about material things. The whole point is to eventually just kind of live at a temple and, it, it kind of like the monks, you know, they live at a temple, they give up everything and they just, you know, devote themselves to God. And that's just, um, you know, kind of how it was. I grew up very devoted. I want to say I, you know, I was a vegetarian. I, we, you know, they also didn't believe in eating like onions and garlic. So that's why they're very creative in like using different spices for like food. Were they trying to get away from the vampires? Well, uh, you know, what that, I, you know, you think, but in a sense, yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> because, you know, to them, it's like eating those like onions and garlic is something that's like the root of like basically bad things. It just like draws you to like evil, the ground, mm. something of that sort. Um, I read about it a while ago. I just, I don't remember exactly what it said. Um, Where are there any um, compounds, natural compounds that are encouraged in this or no, like psychedelics mm, or anything, anything mind altering? No, 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 actually. Understood. But, you know, I feel like as now in the modern world, like I think like use of like marijuana is not so frowned upon. Because it's, you know, natural medicine. Which, right. I mean, I get it, but. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. It's um, very interesting. Um, I just know that they are, you know, very against about being materialistic and okay. wanting like luxurious things. Okay. Um, and I feel like I, at some point, I'm really glad my dad kind of had me grow up in that mm -hmm. um, because it made me really like appreciate like nature and just being outdoors and like things that I have and that I got and me not wanting to like need like all these like luxurious things to feel better about myself or things like that. Um, and you still, you still feel like you still have that today? Like, yeah, I mean, yes, it's nice to have certain things here and there. I feel like I'm at a point where I've been able to, you know, buy myself certain things like, but it's not like, oh, my gosh, I need to have this brand name, like Louis Vuitton purse to like feel like complete, you know. Um, for me, it's more like I need things that are useful. So like I bought I finally bought myself like my desktop. You know, I've had a laptop for a while. Um, maybe next time I want to be able to buy myself a better TV, you know, things of that sort. Um like right now I have a couch finally. I'm so glad I have my couch. I'm so proud of my couch. I have a desk, you know, a nicer desk now, like things like that. I'm Were like, you sitting okay. on a pallet of sorts before? Like, did um, you sit on the ground? 
I had my mom's old couch oh. that was really like, oh my goodness. I, I, she loved that couch. She wouldn't let it go. But then I moved back and I was like, I have a couch. And she was like, fine, I'll throw my couch out. And I was like, yay. Funny that people have that thing about couches. It's just <laughs> like my, my like, couch has been passed down from generation right. to generation. It's like, you still want that couch? Yeah. We all have scoliosis now because of that oh couch. My goodness. Like, See, I we, wonder if that. <gasps> That's, Does that have something to do with like, the back and the hip and you shoulder know. issues? You know oh. what? Because we used to have like this curved, like super plushy like couch that I would sleep on sometimes, and I would wake up aching. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I wouldn't because it just depended on how I slept. But I really do think it had a lot to do with the couches because I, I slept a lot on the couches. I did. Not on my bed. My bed my bed has always sucked. Like I had a you know, Hispanic people tend to like keep <laughs> things a lot. <laughs> the same i had the same mattress for like 15 years well i guess black people do it too then because (laughs) i was fucking asking my dad to get me something else and he just i just stayed on that thing for the long yes it it took so long for me to get another one there were springs like jutting like just about to jut out of the fabric like i could feel feel it it. yes i would literally just like i would come home and just look at my bed before i'd go to it at night i would just look at it for 10 minutes like oh my gosh like i'm about to put myself through this again it probably would have been better for me to sleep on the floor at that point like just to get like a firm base underneath me and just sleep there with maybe a small pallet maybe sleeping on the floor is not bad that's what i hear it's it can be good for you i um i mean one of my best friends is korean her mom has one of those like stone like jade beds Mm. and she's like best ever stone jade bed and it's like she has like a pad a heating pad for it for like winter and then a cooling pad for summer and um, or something of that sort. I'm so, not sure if she still has it now. So so like the thing that she's laying on is actual jade. Like well, it's, a lot of like Asian people sleep on like flat grounds. Yeah. And they just put like a little like, you know, futon over yeah. and she never complained about back pain. And I'm like, huh. I mean, the I'm couple of like- times I have slept on the floor was not bad. I might have to rethink yeah. <laughs> what I'm doing. Even air mattresses are better sometimes. <laughs> huh, I slept on air mattress. Maybe it wasn't the right one, but that shit wasn't. That was you not. You do, do have to get a good one. Yeah, because that one was not doing it for me. Yeah, you have to get one that definitely doesn't lose the air easily. Because one day they like. I have a very firm mattress right now with like a very thin like foam layer on top, and it's just not doing it for me. Um, my, um, what's it called? At first it was okay, but it got very like dipped, dipped and dipped and dipped. And now I'm just like, I can't, I need a, I need a memory foam. I slept on my sister's memory, like $400 memory foam, like mattress. Yeah. That thing's it's great. Yeah. My brother has some sort of sleep, some smart bed. Cause you know, everything is smart these days. So he's got like a smart bed that calculates what temperature he is and, nice. and and calibrates in regard to that to make him like his optimum temperature as he's sleeping constantly right. and it like dips in where it needs to like as he moves so that he can constantly be comfortable oh. so it's never different I love that then yeah it's okay. and it and it tracks like the active sleep he was getting to when he was rustling around and it tries to like, it gets better every mm. night. And it's, I don't even I might understand. need something like that. You know, I, I was complaining about how I've been sleepy sometimes during the day and I mm. feel like I, I've slept my eight hours, but I wake up and I'm like, Ugh. 
And someone suggested to tell my doctor, maybe I might need a sleep study because it might be sleep apnea. And I'm like, I don't really snore like that, though. Mm. Really? Well, you know, you'd be surprised. But yeah, like bringing like this, you know, quality of sleep versus just sleeping. Um, a mattress really does matter. Like that's an investment. I, I think you really need to like put money in yeah because let me tell you when my sister got her little little four hundred dollar twin foam memory you know mattress i was like you're crazy why would i want to spend that much money but i slept on that and i was like (laughs) oh yes i see what you mean and Mm. she like sits down lays down knocks out within five minutes and i'm like that's what i need because i toss and turn and toss and turn until i have like Finally, like the best position I can get, and then so the the chiropractic sort of unbalanced review that I get is that some people are like, yeah, I go in there, they crack me up, like you're saying, just mm-hmm. do whatever, twist, turn, crack, right. do whatever it is you feel like I need, just mm-hmm. please for me to feel better, and then they come out feeling great, and then the the other side of the review is that that's all it'll ever be, and you'll have to continue to go there forever mm. because there's no corrective. Yeah. Sort of recoursing, I guess, you know. Well, I feel like yes and no. Um, I feel like once you also have the right chiropractor, because there's some, like, for instance, my, it turns out my mom went to one where they made her sign a contract. And she had to go for, like, 20-something, you know, sessions for I don't know how much money every session. And if she didn't go, she had to, like, pay full price um like and then for instance mine doesn't do that they're just like first session is this much money and then the next one is just this and this and this and this i'm like okay cool just come whenever i'm like okay and they're very chill about it and the doctor's just like yeah just come back you know you could come back twice a week or you could just come back once come back more frequent it'll be you know feel better faster if you don't then let me get this uh, this microphone just a little bit over here um do they have they at all? Because I think about this in the same way I think about uh, psychology and therapy, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Do they at all give you any sort of recommendations or tools or suggestions on what to do when you're not in that office? Oh, yeah. I always ask. Okay. I'm always like, what can I do at home when I'm not in here? Like, what stretches can I do? You know, can I do some exercises? And they'll be like, yeah. And he'll show me, you know, he'll. Um, versus like, I have a bit of a rotated hip on my right side and he's just like, you know, do this type of rest exercise. And after the exercise, do this type of like a stretch okay. and that should help. Okay. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Great. Um, thanks. Like, you know, I appreciate that. Cause yeah, there are people that are, um, you know, some that probably won't tell you to do anything at home. They just want you to come back and come back and come back. I mean, yeah. uh, for someone like working in the medical ish field now i kind of realized well mostly more of like behavioral health mental health part um i realized that um because i do billing for for some of it and i work with one of um my boss has a startup so basically we like realize you know once like you know her way of seeing and like wanting to give um you know um, her patients or clients like treatment versus how other people want to give treatment. It's like, Oh, mm. you know, they'll tell you to come back. And when you really don't need to come back or they'll tell mm. you like, you need to come X amount of times when you really just need to come back three or they'll tell you, you need to get this type of like, you know, 
thing added to it when you really don't, but it's just because it just makes extra money. Um, and so I feel like I've learned that, you know, versus I went to like three different chiropractors and the one that my I didn't try the one my mom went to. My sister did though. And she was like, they were good, but I don't feel like I needed all this extra stuff. Like they told her to get braces. She spent like $400 on braces for herself. Um, um, and you know, plus like another couple hundred on like the whole sessions and everything. Braces to kind of, um, she, they told her she had some issue with her, like posture. lower back and posture. Okay. So they gave her like those, you know, those giant, like long braces they give you when you like had a car accident and then yeah. a neck one. And, um, I'm just like, I mean, does it help? She was like a bit She's like, <laughs> I kind of just got them cause they recommended it and yeah. they had it at office. And I was like, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, this one, I upselling. Yeah. Every, every place has yeah. got to upsell, whether it's a shoe store or a chiropractic office, yeah. they got to upsell. Yeah. I mean, I know like, see my chiropractor, they raised their prices, but not ridiculously. Like pre, like, I first started going like right before the pandemic, I had a snowboarding accident. I, <laughs> I, oh, man. I busted my ass and I was practically like this. Oh. And so he helped me like in two sessions and then I stopped going because the pandemic hit and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get sick. Um, and you know, the price difference now versus then is not as bad as like other places. Um, but I do appreciate that, like, you know, they'll give me like that, like heated electrotherapy thing, I, which I love. That sounds, I mean, I, I don't know it. what that is, but that sounds So it's amazing. like they put these little like pads and they're like, oh. you know, like shoot like that electricity Okay, thing. okay, okay. Yes, I have. I love it when it makes like my muscles like twitch. I don't know why. Yeah, I just do. yeah, yeah. I just... And then it helps. And then just put a heating pad over it. And I'm just like, yes, I love it. It's great. And that's like not extra. That's like added, like that's in there. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is the place. And, you know, honestly, most of the patients that I see there are like older people, but I'm like, I don't care. If it helps, it it helps. helps. You know, they're coming here is because it's working for them. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like with anything when it comes to like therapy when it comes to you know chiropractor um for instance you know i work with someone that does aba it, it really matters wait you said that to me before and i remember not yes. knowing what that is it's applied behavioral analysis applied yeah. behavioral analysis yeah. mm-hmm. okay so it has a lot to do with working um with like modifying behaviors um and most the like 99% of the clients that we're going to have are autistic. Mm. Um, and, you know, we'll have some that don't have the diagnosis. Maybe they just have like learning delays and behavior um, issues that just really qualify for them to have it. Um, but along, usually it's most likely kids that have, you know, that diagnose, diagnosis of autism. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I feel like working with her and just. I started off working for a company that did ABA and now I work for someone that does ABA and offers the, the service, um, seeing how people just kind of do it for the money versus how people do it for the actual service. Mm-hmm. It's like, so like eye opening and like mind blowing the difference. Like the company I worked for, um, I am glad I started working there cause it got me out of the previous job I had. Cause I, I, I totally was not happy there. Um, and I learned a lot and that's where I met my boss because I was um, therapist for her, her daughter. Um, but she aged out um, through them. So I wasn't able to keep seeing her through them. And she was like, hey, I'm trying to start my own company because she was um, a BCBA 
And she was like, do you want to work for me? I see how you work with my kid and I like it. What's a BCBA? So the BCBA is a board certified behavior analyst. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, it was a learning curve, all these like acronyms and everything. Um, If I could ask, what do you think is like one of the main differences between working for an establishment that really, really cares mm -hmm. and one that does not? Oh my goodness. It's huge. If you could pick at least one. It's, it's ridiculous, honestly. Um, so, um, I, the company I started working for, it wasn't that bad, but it started getting pretty bad. Um, bad as in like it care, it was more of a like, you know, quantity versus quality Mm. type of thing. And that's really how it is with any of those companies that get really, really big. Um, so for instance, right now she started, she contracts for a company, um, who's pretty big. It's a pretty big company. They're all over, you know, the Eastern, um, Eastern U S and she was like, you know, it's virtual. Let's do it while, you know, we're trying to get up our own thing. I'm like, yeah, great. That's fine. You know, um, she was just like, I don't like this, but I need it right now. She's like, because well, one, it's virtual. And that's the plus about her job and her, you know, her degree and everything is that she's able to do a lot of things virtual because insurance still allow it. Um, the thing is, though, it's the quality of training that they have. They give the, the therapist they find. And the turnaround is so high because people don't get trained um, and they don't get really kind of an actual like. Let's say like. They just really don't know what they're getting themselves into. Um, working with autistic kids is not easy. You know, it's ver- very, very rewarding, but it's not easy. You know, yes, sometimes kids are easier than others. Um, you know, her daughter for me was a very hard case. And it took a very long time for me to get, like build a rapport that I have with her. But now she's like glued to my hip. <laughs> okay. And um, I can, you know, it's to the point that she'll listen to me more than she listens to her own mom. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So it, it, it's that type of rapport that you need to have with a kid. And um, there's just people that they hire that they just don't screen properly. So, you know, you get, I, I've sat in some of her supervision, so I'm not supposed to, so I don't tell anybody. <laughs> But um, I'm her intern, so, you know, I I technically can. And it's, you know, some of the BTs are a little, they're a little like. BTs. The the behavior techs. Techs. So the therapists, um, you know, there's BTs. And then when you pass an exam, you can become an RBT, which is a registered Mm. behavior tech. And that's usually what most companies look for. Um, So. You, it's not only just like the text, the quality of the text, then it's also the quality of the training that they give. And then sometimes they just don't care and they just leave it. You know, there's, you know, you'll run into issues where you have, um, there's a thing we call supervision where we have to be observed by the, you know, the BCBA that's in charge of your case, um, for a certain amount of hours every week. And, you know, there's people that are like, just sitting there they're just talking to the parents for the whole session instead of doing work with the kid you know or parent you know if we had one staff that all they did was just sit there and like talk to the dad the whole time and it sounded really <coughs> weird because it was just like laughs and giggles this is fascinating <laughs> because you just think that if someone goes into this domain of work that they 
that they're trying to work with children, that they're that they're trying to be the best that they can be working with children because it's like, why else would you go into this thing? Why don't you just go get a job at Walmart or like go like do something else? You know what I mean? Like to choose this is a very particular thing it to is. do. So to like get people that don't have a passion for this and like really don't care about it is very it's very weird. Yeah. Kind and weird. you know, and then that's the thing that's also the thing I I don't know how to go around that, but so when I started working, when I got, got interviewed, the, you know, the the supervisor that was um uh, in charge of the site that I was going to be at, which is the Manassas site, um she was very descriptive, you know, she was like, this is the job. Sometimes it's going to be hard. Sometimes it's going to be easy. You know, I was like, okay, I'm in, like, I like it. I've worked with kids all my life. I would like to, you know, have this experience. And she was like, okay, like, cool. Um, then afterwards people weren't told that people were just, were just like, Hey, we need kids. We need people with experience. Um, at first you needed to have, you know, X amount of years experience in order for you to work here. Then they lowered it to like at least one year, then to at least at least six months of experience of working with kids and just have some type of bachelor degree. Um, it used to be that you needed to have, you know, some sort of bachelor degree in like psychology or social work or, you know, very specific. And then I went down to like, oh, just have some experience with kids, have some sort of degree or even just, you know, high school diploma GD. And why is this happening? Why is because this lowering of qualifications? The, the, the turnaround um, is high. You think it's just because of how grueling the work can be? Like it, how, how? It depends. So it depends on a company, I think. Um, so, for instance, one company that we're working with, with them, they're pretty good with the training but the bts they choose are not as good they're just people they find and they're like you need a job okay let me train you how to do this this and this but that's all i'm gonna give you and then just go in and then you know when i got trained there i had to do a 40-hour training i was trained in like you know there's an ethic code for for all of this, um, you know, how you have to treat the kids and the family, of what course. you should talk about, not yeah. talk about boundaries. Um, and I feel like companies don't they overlook that now um, because I, I see like some of the BTs that, you know, are hired and I'm just like, how is this? How did this person get hired? That's interesting because that know. could be like a huge liability for the company. Exactly. It? And, you know, that was our thought, too. Like, this is a liability. Imagine this kid, you know, we we had one um, person who got hired. And then the minute they got hired, they started talking to the family and telling them how they didn't think they were going to keep the job for too long um, because they didn't think like they wanted to do this. And they were like, we were like, why would you do that? Like, why would you create that uncertainty for that family that have waited for a while to you know get therapy <laughs> and it's some it was like some early 20 something year old kid yeah um, he ended up getting fired because he was just i don't think he understood the severity of the work or you know the like the commitment because that's what it is it's commitment i guess that's the answer yeah. to my question is like why are these people like not like dispassionate towards it i guess it's because uh, stupid me people just need jobs like people just need jobs and they're just they're scrolling on Indeed or LinkedIn or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, oh, there's a job opening. Right. I need a job. I could do this. Like I, I can be around some kids and yeah. hang out. And well, see, there is a need for, like, OK, yeah, there's a, you know, 
this job the 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 pay window or range is so wide so like i realized the lower they pay the crappier the service is going to be the higher they pay it's a little better but then it slowly gets crappy um especially if the bts don't stay so i stayed for three years and it wasn't and i went for those three years i went through three different site directors the third one was the one that made me quit. <laughs> Why do you say the higher the pay goes, the, the, it gets crappier? I I was on the higher end of the pay, um, and one of the companies that you know we're contracting with is pays pretty low, and but it looks like you know as the years go by, the longer you stay, the the rate the higher the raise they gave you. Um, usually they start pretty low because of the turnaround. They don't want to spend that money on someone that's not going to stay pretty long. So like they can start off at like $15 an hour or you can go up to like $30 an hour. Mm. And, you know, I learned that as well, doing all this billing and everything. And I was just like being on the end of the billing versus the end of like the one, like just getting the hourly pay is it's like, whoa. Yeah. So it's um, that's why I'm like, oh, I see why these companies want to just get big all of a sudden and just want to have money. They can make millions of dollars of this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they end up not caring about the quality of their work, mm. you know, because it really should depend. It, it really depends on the BT. At the end of the day, the person who's there giving the therapy is the one that matters the most um, because they're the ones providing the service. You know, the BTVAs make the treatment plan. And yes. You have some that like do do a great job at, at supervision and like actually being there to help you. And there's others that just don't care either. And they're just like, I'm just here to get my paycheck. And do you think growing up in that religious, this particular religious Krishna consciousness mm-hmm. background sort of laid the foundation in order for you to mm-hmm. to care about the service you're giving absolutely. and not so much the yeah, yes. all this other stuff that the I, corporations are looking yeah. for clearly. Oh yeah, absolutely. To me, it's like yeah, I try not to be so materialistic and but at the same time, you know, I know I've worked hard for my money or I know people work hard for whatever services they're asking for to pay for it. You know, even if they have insurance, like, you know, you have insurance, you're working hard to pay for your insurance to have the service. I feel like you should still, you know, provide something that's like worth it. You know, I I. I feel like it would kill like my head, like it would kill me inside if I'm just like, whatever, you know, yeah. I'm just like, I guess it's just the type of person I am. Um, yeah. So, you know, especially getting into that field made me really be very aware of, of, you know, how I behaved with them or how I reacted or, you know, what I, what I should do and not do in order for them to be good. Um, you know, I went through like four clients and I, I, this, this one in particular that I, you know, my boss's daughter, um, she taught me a lot, a lot, a lot. And <laughs> because of her, I've trust issues with people, I swear. <laughs> but not like, you know, in general, but mostly like people in the service. <laughs> well, there are other people yeah. that have given you trust issues too. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, for a second, why do you feel like you you were dating someone for how long were you dating this gentleman that we Oh my gosh, you and I spoke almost about? 3 years. Okay. And and it was upon the last year that you felt like you really got to know him, which was 2020. So 2020, yeah, that was around, yeah, pandemic time. Um, you know, we kind of got stuck. He still kept working, 
you know, because he kind of had to. He worked at the place where I used to work at. Um, and I kind of got stuck at home doing a little bit of virtual because I had just switched my job when the pandemic hit. Like February 1st was like my first day. And then a month later, I, they were like, yep. hey. And I was like, oh, crap. So he was like the breadwinner for a while. And I was very grateful. Um, but it was hard for him to not throw it at my face. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know. Um, oh. Oh, yeah, it, it was oh, that's the and worst. it was very low key. This is the type of person that did it very, very. Oh, low he was key. real subtle shade yes. thrown at yes. you. So um, can you give me an example? Because Oh, my gosh. Laugh. Um, <laughs> Some subtle shade he would throw your way about taking care of you. OK, so when it came to like buying groceries, you know, we were like, OK, 50 50 split. Right. Um, but then there'd be times he would go to work and I would wake up. There was a time that me and my mom religiously woke up like every other day in the morning, like at 530 mm. and would go to like Warrington to the to Walmart there to buy stuff, especially cleaning stuff, because like everything was so scarred, like so like scarce. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I'd be like, hey, I spent X amount of money. And he'd be like, why? Well, because we needed this. He'd be like, Ugh. Well, I mean, you know, and it just it, it took a while for him to just be like, OK, here's my half. And I'll be like, OK, it got to the point that I was like, I don't even want to ask him. I already didn't like asking. I don't I was, you know, the way I grew up, I didn't like asking people for money. Not like that. Like I, I started working at like 15 years old. I always had my money. And if I needed to ask money, like it was it was tough for me to ask for like for help when it came to finances. So he made me feel like I really couldn't. I, I just did not want to. And it got to the point that my sister was helping me out with groceries. He found out through a fit was like, well, I'm the man. I should be helping you out. I'm like, oh, yeah. you kind of didn't. You made it seem like I couldn't really ask you. And if I did, like you kind of make a face. That's not what I was at, like looking for. You know, uh, you can't expect me to ask you when you have some sort of face or, you know, some sort of really nasty response. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a weird one. I was just having this oh my discussion. Gosh. With I'm just like I'm gonna start like word vomiting everything that I haven't told everybody, <laughs> even though I've told my close <laughs> friends about everything. But I'm sure if someone sees this, they're they're gonna know who I'm talking about, and they're gonna be like, "What?" Oh yeah, it's like the the idea of of taking care of someone, but it's not out of the goodness of your heart. It's like for control aspect, mm -hmm. so that now. Anytime they want to do something, they kind of have to they kind of have to talk to you about it because it's going to be coming out of your pocket. Like you're going to know everything they're doing because it's coming out of your pocket. You now get to say to them, I do this, this and this for you. You know, like the least, oh, I heard could, that a lot. <laughs> the least you could do is this or I can't believe you can even complain about this after I do that. You know what I mean? Oh, the it's one like, I heard a lot was you have no idea how much I've changed for you. And I'm like, well, I didn't really know you how you were. I just, you know, to be okay. To be fair, we I knew him for maybe like six months before we started dating. Um, and because I met him at, at work, and I mean, we got along. We were cool. Like it was all right. Um, and then one day, I think I left him alone when we were working, and for like a half an hour, and I wasn't supposed to. And I came back, and he was like, "I'm not like everybody else, you know. Don't you ever leave me alone. I'm not. I'm not trying to get in trouble." And I was like, okay. And he got like a little in my face. And this was before we were dating. He got on my face and I was like, what the hell just happened? 
Like, yeah, because I'm not even understanding that you left him alone. So we have we have you know we have to supervise the kids. Obviously, I the the house I worked at. Oh, um, okay, okay. They had halls, and each each hall was separated. Yeah. When um, we weren't allowed to put them together because I think we had girls and boys at the time, and I think I left to one of the halls and I kind of got distracted. I was like talking to the kids. I was talking to the staff there. I came back and I le- I left him alone with the girls, and he was just like why would you do that to me? You know, like, don't ever do that to me again. Like, I'm not like everybody else. And that was this thing. He loves saying that. Like, I'm not like everybody else. Don't put me, don't group me with people that I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, honestly, you ended up being just like everybody else. But, um, <laughs> you know, you, you think you wouldn't talk bad about someone that you really cared about, but it's just this, this person really, really, like, he, just he he did a good job at pushing me away yeah Um, the control aspect of of dating is what's very interesting to me when i mm -hmm. speak to people these days i just spoke to someone that was that was on the pod not too long ago and she was she's dating now and she said she started dating a guy she was like it's kind of okay right now like it's kind of cool but you know i have i have a guy friend and he just texted me one day and was like, girls that hot that have friends that are guys are red flags. <laughs> and I could already start to see the compromise in her. She was like, well, you know, like, I, I don't want to stop being this guy's friend because we've been friends for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe I should just like not text him around this guy or whatever. And I'm like, Oof, like, I'm already starting to see her like starting to, you know, distance <laughs> herself from this friend she's had no. for a decade so she can start to date this guy she's known for three weeks. Oh, my gosh. No. See, that's one thing I learned. Um, and I learned a lot of this relationship and how it ended. Um, I had a lot of guy friends as well. Um, you know, even in high school, I think you can remember, you know, we were pretty cool. I had a lot of like I talked to guys. I, I was just friendly with people. And um, I had a couple of guy friends that I ended up blocking immediately because he was just like, I don't believe in that. I don't have girlfriends. And which was BS because he liked talking to girls and girls would randomly call him and he'd answer in front of me. And I'd be like, OK, I guess I'm not going to say anything because his one of his the first things that he told me when we started dating was like, please don't clock me. He's like, my ex used to do it all the time. He's like, it drove me nuts. It's just a thing that is just a non-negotiable for me. And I said, okay, fine. D- don't do it to me either because I don't appreciate that because I won't do it. I think if you don't show me that there's a need for me to do it, then I don't think I need to do it. You know, you, you, you show me I can trust you. I'll trust you. And I mean, he, he did a pretty decent job at that, but it was very, it was manipulative. Mm-hmm. The way, you know, he gave me his like passcode for his phone. I never looked at it. You know, he'd always be like, you want to look through it? No, I'm fine. And it was like, okay, let me make believe that like everything's fine. So that, you know, you think it's fine and I can just keep doing shit on the down low. This guy would take his phone to his, to the bathroom when he showered he would leave his phone under his pillow when he fell asleep. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was after the fact and everything that happened that I was like, you che- you probably were talking to girls when you were with me. He was like, no, I was not. I was like, please. It was something on Like there. the amount of lies you told me that I, and then the lie. You were either cheating on like me that. or you were killing people and taking photos of it. Right. Like, there was something on right. that phone that you right. didn't want getting out. Like- right. So, um, I mean, he had a video still of like his ex, like on his laptop and stuff like that. I mean, I, 
that's how much I, I don't like making big deal of things, you know, because I just kind of was like, OK, I'm like, why do you have videos? And he was like, I just forgot to delete them. OK, cool. Fine. But he he like took advantage of that, you know, and basically the whole time it was just, you know, it, I was the problem. I made a big, a big deal about everything. I was overreacting. Um, he had changed so much for me that I had no idea, like how the amount of like things he has done for me, you know, how he like would talk so great about me to others, even though he liked hiding that we were dating. Um, things of that sort. I'm going to be like, oh, like my friend Rada. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, what's so bad? Mind you, there was one one coworker that I had. When I told her about me and him and she was like, I have this feeling you're really going to like distance yourself. And I was like, no, I'm not. You know, I'm not. She was like, I don't know. I just have this feeling. And she was right. I did. Mm. I distanced myself from everyone because he was just like, I don't trust those people. That's interesting. She had that feeling early on. I wonder what she saw in your your behavior. She saw that he was like very like, I don't want you to do this. Please don't do it type of person. But not even for like things that are like dangerous, you yeah. know. Um, there was a it was her birthday and we were supposed to go hang and like go out. And I told him I was like, Hey, I'm going out this weekend with her. Like he was just like, Why? I'm like, Because that's my friend and she invited me and I haven't gone out with her in a while. He's like, I don't want you to go out with them. I don't trust them. Like I see the type of people that they are. Da 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 please. Like it was even like the face, like please, like do this for me. Don't uh, go out. Oh, man. And I'm Ooh. telling you, I sat there. I sat Ooh. there and I looked at him and I was like, okay, I won't. And in my head, I'm like, this is only like the first and last time he's doing this to me. Like, I, I really don't hope that he doesn't think he can do this. He didn't really do it again, but he was just like, see, I told you I don't trust these people. Like, da, 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 they did this, that, and third. Or they joke like this and they joke like that. And I'm like, well, you never cared before. You know, like never, like before you never really cared. And it just kind of like, it just went like that. We broke up a couple of times. You At some point we broke up and I was just like, I'm done. Like, thank God I'm not going to go through this for the rest of like my life if he's really going to be like this. But then he came and he apologized and he was just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I won't do this ever again. Blah, 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 blah. It's just because my insecurities. Okay. Yeah. You just got out of a relationship. Fine. Blah, 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 blah. It continued very different ways, though. And um, at some point I was like, I do even want to be with me. And he was just like, I'm bored. And I was like, wow, okay." And I left. And then he calls me and I came back and he was just like a sob, sob, sob. I'm sorry. And it was a lot of that. Did you ever get to know any of those things that he had gone through in the past before? Oh, oh, my gosh. Yes. He was very open about what he's gone through Um, because I've learned that when people really, really, really like just tell you those types of sob stories they're just really really like they need that sort of validation like you know and a lot of these things I used to think them in my head I used to never say them out loud but it wasn't until he actually himself was like yeah I need validation yes I need attention yes I I do care what people think about me because I need them to think that I'm great in reality he was a piece of shit but <laughs> Uh, I really loved him, though. I mean, I did. Yeah. But he really, like, he hurt me a lot. Yeah. Like, this. Mm, 
let's just say legally he's not allowed to contact me. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> so it, it just got it got to that point, you know, and that's why I say like, you know, I've always it, it, it was in the point where I was like on social media where you get like all these like, you know, posts about the things that you're kind of going through. And one of them was like, you really don't get to know someone until you've broken up with them. And I'm like, for real. I got to know this guy. I was like, this is a guy that does not know who he is at all. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a person that has very many different masks. He puts them on as, as he needs them. He'll change to whatever he needs, he needs to change to in order for someone to believe that he's, a you know, who he is. To get whatever needs. Yeah. So, you know, because he, he cheated on me. And then he tried to say he didn't. We had broken up. Because I moved out. I fell for the bullshit of like, let's let's live separately for now, try to date again and each other and then we'll be good. But as soon as I moved out, actually the week before, he was already talking to somebody else that worked with him as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think she became pretty popular as well because she, the fact that she wasn't even involved in any of this and she was OK with everything that he was doing. um. I was like, you know what? Y'all are perfect for each other. And I would tell him, have a great life with her. And he would hate it when I'd say that to him because he was just using her. And, you know, you don't you're not going to hate something like that unless you're really just like using this person. Like, you know, and I was like, have fun. And he was like, no, like it's this is just for now. Like when I'm done, like I'm coming back for you. And I'm like, I don't need you to come back for me anymore. Like. How long have you been going to therapy oh now? Gosh. It's been a year now. It's been a year? Yeah. Have you, have you, you enjoyed it? I loved it. Oh, the whole I, time? The whole time. Look, I first, it's been over a year because I started in November um, through the George Mason, like, counseling program that they have. Oh, they do, nice. like, internships, apparently. Um, and I got a male uh, who I, n- I never saw, but he, well, we, we did therapy um, through the phone. And that was probably, like, the best therapist I've ever had. So, like, it was, he, it was, like, very real. Like, we, I talked to him, like, he was just, um, like, an older brother that, like, was just giving me advice and would help me see things. Um, and, you know, one thing that I got from him was that, you know, because for a long time I was, like, I questioned, like, myself a lot. And he was, like, it was not about you. This was absolutely not about you. This was about him. This was about his issues, and he just didn't did you wrong. He's like, there was nothing wrong with you. He was like, yeah, you have stuff to work on, yeah, but you didn't deserve any of this. And then, like, that's the thing about therapy is that it made you, it like at least the way I went, it makes you do work like deep work, and that it like. To see how you like see yourself like on paper, you're like, holy crap. And then working through that, like, oh, my God, I love myself now. I feel like I thought I did and I didn't because of the things I allowed. And now I'm like, I absolutely love myself. I don't think that it's selfish for me to take care of myself and put myself first now. I used to think that it was. I used to be like, I need to be selfless and put others before me. But it's like, you can, but to an extent, don't let people, like, you can be kind, not, like, what is something that someone told me? Be kind, not nice, because nice gets you stepped on. You know, be kind. And then, you know, that's just how, how it's just been. 
I'm like, okay, be be a kind person. Because he would tell me things like that too. Like, oh, you're you're just too nice. You give people the benefit of doubt. That's why people take advantage of you. I'd be like, that's because that's why you did it. And he'll be like, ha, ha, ha. did he ever talk about? Did you guys ever talk about him trying to work on himself in any therapeutic oh, session? Oh my goodness, or? so many times. Um, this guy tried like those uh, meditation apps, mm-hmm. and when he did, he was good. And he was he was good. And I'd, I'd be like, you should go back to that. But then he didn't want to because why? Because doing work is hard. Mm-hmm. Doing work is hard. It's easier. And this is one thing I've also learned. It's easier for you to be negative and just be stuck in the place that you're at than do the work to get out of it. Um, because, I mean, I myself wanted to give up at some point and just be like, fuck it. Let me just feel like a victim my whole life and just let everything go to shit. But then then what? Yeah, I, I heard a. Well, there are a few things that made me think about this, but um, many, many things. But I heard this story about a man that would abuse the the family, the whole mm-hmm. household that that he had, the wife, the daughters, like just mm-hmm. anyone that was in that house. He was abusing them, physically, verbally, and but yet he would tell the daughter, right, in the midst of doing this, in some drunken stupor. Promise me that when you get older, you will not end up with a man like me. <laughs> right. And so there was there was this sense that he had that what he was doing yeah. was wrong. But he just could not bring himself to not be that person. And there's just it just seems to me that there's just so much in the way and things that therapy and meditation, mm-hmm. all these things help get out of the way, help mm-hmm. clear up. So you have some sense of clarity, yeah. right? And you can make clear-headed thoughts and judgments and decisions yeah. about who you are and what how you're treating people around you. Um, but that that's why I asked that question about your your ex, because it just it seems to me that people want to be kind, like people want to connect with other human beings. Mm-hmm. Like that's like everything he's doing is to try to connect with other human mm-hmm. beings. Like he wants to, he, does. he just can't bring himself to not do it in a scummy way absolutely i know i i sat there and i I think the type of relationship we had is that we could talk about crap like that but it got i got to know him to a point that i knew that he he's a kind person he really is like this guy he would see someone homeless and he'd give him like his last like 20 dollars on the street like he he was he tried to be very kind like as much as he could but when it came to it like you know, just being a good overall person, it was hard for him. You know, it, he 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 tried very hard. Um, I feel like, you know, trying to do the meditations, trying to, you know, maybe think about like set, sit there and think about it and sit in his own thoughts. Like that was really hard for him. And I know one day I, I told him, I was like, you should try therapy. And he was like, no. Why? Because he also, like my parents, you know, was told like, that's such a, that's for like crazy people. You're not crazy. But it's like, it's not crazy people. You know, even my parents to this day, my mom's like, you're still going to therapy. And I'm like, why not? You know, I still have a lot of things I want to work on. You know, there's a lot of things that I didn't realize that, you know, were habits of like, you know, were, you know, results of my childhood. Um, How are those conversations with, do you respond to your mom with things? Do you ever say the word childhood? (laughs) I have tried and it's gotten to a point that both me and my sister, um, cause she's also in therapy and we were both kind of like going through a whole thing about childhood 
it's gotten to the point that we both know we can't talk to my mom about that mm. because it's just it's triggering for her. Yeah. And um, she's just not able to comprehend, you know, and we've accepted that. I feel like we're at that point where we were like, OK, you know, same thing with my dad. Like, I feel like I've accepted that my dad also like he's a lot a little worse when it comes to to- that topic. Um, And I'm just like, OK. That's fine. You just can't. You, know, you just can't. And then, like, yeah. you know, it's like what they say like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's, it's just very true, even with like, you know, human beings. You, you know, they grow up a certain way. They are a certain way. They've been at it for years. And that's just how they are going to be, unfortunately. It's up to you to, you know, change how you see it or how you respond. And that's, that was probably the biggest, one of the biggest, biggest things that I like had to accept is, how I respond matters more than how they respond. You know, how I, I am, you know, how I talk to her, how, you know, I act whenever she says something that might, you know, be like really childish. It's like, it's really up to you. Like you want to feed into it or do you want to just be like, you know what, mom? Okay, fine. Walk away and just not like waste that energy. But I think that's, that's the one thing I've really learned. Cause I feel like I was very reactive even throughout my breakup. Um, I did some stupid shit too. And, you know, I, I was in a deep hole. Like I was not okay. <laughs> I was not okay. I, um, but it's great goodness. to be able to look back and say that, right? Like, yeah. wow, I was there. Yeah. It, shit. Like I, I think even my friends were like, you know, my best friends were like, Wow. And they're like, well, you're doing better. Like, it got to the point, like, they were actually checking on me daily. And I was like, okay, well, I appreciate you Shout guys. out to them. Yeah, like, I really fucking appreciate you. Like, y'all were there for me. And I don't know what the fuck I would have done if you guys weren't. But shit, it got to the point that you guys needed to check on me like that. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it definitely is very, very interesting to, like, look back and be like, wow, like, a year or two years ago, I was like this. Because... This happened, um, like, I, I, we broke up two years ago already, but for a year I was still talking to him mm. because I just, it was either I couldn't let go or he wouldn't let go, you know? And then finally he kind of, I had to kind of had to force him to let go. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And since then I feel like this ridiculous weight was lifted off my shoulder. It sucked, you know, losing someone that you lit cause I lived with him. Losing someone you lived with that you thought you had such a connection with that you thought you were so like safe with. It turned out you really weren't because they were just kind of using and manipulating you. Um, that sort of betrayal was probably the worst type of hurt. It wasn't that he cheated. It wasn't that, you know, he he did what he did to me have to fucking take him to court. It was that he betrayed me. You know, he betrayed my trust. Um, but man, he loved that because <laughs> he'd be like, well, now that nobody else is going to like have you the way I did, like things of that sort. Well, and now you're never going to open up. Cause I'd be like, I'm, I don't think I can open up to someone like that ever again. He's like, well, good. Oh. Things like, cause he's like, I won't do it with anybody else. And I'm like, I don't want that. You should be able to open up to someone. Oh, like, yeah. It, it, that's how I got to know him. Oh, man, and I was dark. like, that's dark. Yeah, no one will be able to have you the way that I did. Oh, and I'm like, you know what? You know what? You are right though, because you know maybe oh. I'll find someone that it'll be on a deeper level, and then yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know, and then oh. then the whole the whole like thing of it is like 
there are people like that in this world. <laughs> it's not just That's him. the deeper understanding is that people out there exist yes. on this level, on this frequency, mm-hmm. thinking like and this. And they think and- it's okay. Yeah. And they think it's okay. And it's just like, wow. And I mean, not to say that I don't trust people fully, but now I feel like I'm a lot more careful with who I let in. And I feel like I've done a very good job at that, you know, at shutting people out that I feel like I need to shut out or cutting them off at a certain point or, you know, letting them more in like like I thought that I would. Um, You know, one of my friends that I met during my breakup, um, her name is Vanessa. Um, She I always joke with her because we've known each other for what, almost three years now. It's going to be three years in March. Um, I met her in my old, uh, this, the job I had before this one, um, we had a, a case together and we, we got along really well. Like it was funny. She was also with someone, you know, they broke up and around the same time. And then we just kind of started hanging out. Cause she was like, I see that, you know, you're going through something. Let's like, she's like, I'm going through something. Let's hang out. And I always joke with her now that I'm like, Hey, this, our, our relationship is an example of what we should, you know how we should be with guys. We got to know each other for the last two years. Now we're really close. We opened up little by little, you know, she knows a lot of stuff about me now. I know a lot of stuff about her. Like it's gotten to the point that, you know, I know her kid and and he calls me aunt, and it's like, she's like, yeah, this is like that slow build of relationship is how we should definitely do it with guys. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you can do it with friends. I was very like, closed off to even wanting to make new friends mm. because I didn't, I was in a, and I, I was in a place where all I could really think about is what happened, what happened, what happened, what happened. And I wasn't focusing on like, Oh, my friends. Oh, I want to hang out with my friends. Or I was just like in this little like hole. And I'm like, I just, did you not um, trust your senses of like, I think, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely feel like I didn't trust. I feel like I didn't think I had a good uh, judgment of character anymore. Right. And, um, but I feel like because of her, she really, she's very reassuring. That's why I was like, you're like my boyfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> I was you're like, my boyfriend, girlfriend. Cause you know, I'm like, you're whatever. You're everything. <laughs> everything that I was like hoping I would get, but I didn't. And she was like, I'm here. And it's always been like that. She's like, I'm here. And I'm almost like, I'm, I'm here for you. And, um, you know, I did make another friend as well that was there, but I kind of felt bombarded by her um, because I had just gotten out of something where this, I lost myself in this relationship, basically. And this person, this girl basically wanted me to just be glued to her all the time, too. Mm. But then when a guy would come into the picture, I'd get be like forgotten or I'd get mm. I'd get blown off for the guy. Like I got left twice at a like a, a once at a restaurant the other pl- time I forgot where. When you mean left meaning you guys were together. We were together and she's like, "Hey, I'm leaving because he wants to see me bye." <laughs> so, um we after that I kind of very dis- <laughs> I distanced myself from that cuz I was like, this is not the type of relationship I want. Oh. Like it's, I, it's I was like, like we only got appetizers. Yeah. Like, we didn't even get like, to and I had a thought. I had to talk about this with my therapist. So it was just like, am I just being childish? Like, am I being so, like selfish? Am I being, you know, jealous? And she was like, No, you shouldn't have a friend that blows you off just for a guy that she just met, um, because it happened a couple of times. And what I learned was like, this girl's boy crazy. And even though she said she wasn't, she was. Um, what matters to her was the boys. <laughs> mm. And I felt bad for a while. She, was, she that, was searching for that validation. Yeah, you know, because she's. 
very, you know, very happy, very loud, positive. But at the end of the day, she was also very draining for me. Um, you know, I know there's people that are like, oh, if I'm too much, like, go find something else. It's like, no, it's not about being too much. It's about being draining. And <laughs> you can be a happy person. And you can be, like, so, like, excited all the time. Like, my friend Vanessa is. She'll be like, ha You know? And I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, she just puts me in a good mood. But then this person, like, she would really, I would just feel so drained after I met her. And I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I need a... Uh, like I need a recharge or something, and he'd be like, "Next day, come on, come on, come on, hang out, hang out, hang out." And I'm like, "Was she just like dumping on you?" Or I feel like, like she kind of was. I mean, I'm I trying was to figure too. out like, exactly what the draining sort the of draining, component was. I don't honestly. I thought about it. I feel like yes, it was part of like maybe dumping, but at the same time, I just being around her. Like I'm a big like I would say, want to say like spiritual person. So, like, for me, if you're, like, if I'm around you and we're not doing anything and you're still draining me, there's some, like, there's something going on there. Like, you know, we're just sitting and watching TV and I'm, like, exhausted after I see you. Like, not even because I didn't do anything. Like, I, there's something wrong. So, like, to me, I was just, like, sorry, mm. you know. And, yeah, and it, it just happened. We just distanced each from each other and, you know, she did her own thing and I'm glad she's, you know, happy or whatever. Um, you know, we still have each other on social media. I don't think there was any bad blood in there. It's just it kind of just died down, you know, after she started talking to some dude and, um, you know, I kind of questioned her a little bit, maybe a little too much about like her motives and how she was being with, because of guys. And I feel like that also, she distanced herself because of that. But I feel like because I was a little salty <laughs> that, mm. you know, she kind of kept blowing me off for guys and because I'm like, I wouldn't do that to you. If like I'm talking to a guy and he's like, hey, I really want to meet you right now. I'll be like, I'm sorry. I'm with my friend. Like we're going to have to like schedule something some other time. You know, I don't care how busy you are. Or you're making time. Like, I'm sorry. This is my friend. Like I, you've, I, you've carved out time to be with mm-hmm. this other person. Like this, this is what I'm doing right now. I will reconvene with you yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, even my other friends were like, oh, we see you're hanging out with her so much. Like, is that your new girlfriend or something? You know, but it was them just teasing me because they they knew they knew her as well. Um, And then, you know, at some point when I stopped talking to her, I talked to one of my best friends and she was like, she's like that. She she's like that. And she's like, that's why I just myself as well. Um, So she was like, so don't don't feel bad. Um, You know, unfortunately, that's just how it is. And you know, I'm like, OK, you're right. My partner and I just had a conversation last night about being um happy people mm-hmm. and, and i've i've had a conversation with a guy on here i think his name is like chris aguilar i believe mm-hmm. and he's a traveler like world traveler he's constantly nice. traveling maybe That's we'll great. get around to some of your traveling because i know you <laughs> love that too but um he's found himself in conversations where he's talking about his experience on the planet earth as a traveler and he's like he's excited because he has like fun stories mm. and he like he gets genuinely excited right. talking about the things he does. And people will be like, oh, here goes this moment, like bragging again. And I think that there is. There's like some burden on a happy person to be conscious of who they're around and like what the energy yeah. is. And so often if you find yourself at work or wherever and people are just in the constant sort of malaise of uh, sharing misery together. Just like, oh, hate being here. I wish I didn't have to come into work today. Or just like talking, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that they're talking about, just loving each other's misery. Mm -hmm. 
if they ever ask you, like, how are you doing today? At that moment when now the spotlight's on you and you are not one to encourage misery or, mm-hmm. or your life just isn't, doesn't happen to be miserable, mm-hmm. you now have to be pretty cognizant of like how you answer that question and how much you decide to give off. So we've gotten to this point where now we're just like, oh, we're good, you know, and then we just ask them about them, their mm-hmm. selves or whatever, because to go into how we feel right. or what's going on in our life now seems like we're trying to one up them or we're trying or we're yeah. just like, and, and I most certainly don't want to be the draining person or the, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've had people, I was in a room uh, with my parents one day, well, the whole family. Mm-hmm. And I started talking about the sleep that I started to get after like starting to do uh long stretch yoga like mm. a year or so ago. Right. And how much it had meant to me to finally start getting the sleep, the quality of sleep I was getting and, and yeah. how I started to feel throughout the day and how beautiful it was. And right. this was just me genuinely excited for this new thing in my life. And my mom was just like, Earl, shut up. Like now you're bragging. And I was just like, oh and then I was like, okay, I guess I, I guess I shouldn't talk about this. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I've like had to learn now as you were saying it's not about how they respond it's about how you respond so Mm -hmm. i just learned that there are certain conversations that i guess you you can't can't really have with people because of whatever it is that they're dealing with uh that you know they're not ready for that that light Mm -hmm. you know it kind of i guess cast a shadow on on them yeah uh so you know i i I certainly you just got to learn how to be you know cognizant of what other people are dealing with. I I agree. I agree. Because I would say I was in both of those ends ends with her. Um, She was there to help me a lot. I was going through a lot of crap. You know, I I was dumping on her as well. Um, But at the same time, I was also in a place where the things that she was kind of wanting to do, it was too much for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of felt like I had to, because I felt like if I didn't do it, she would get just so disappointed. Like I was still too worried about what others thought versus what I was thinking. Um, so yeah. And I mean, I've learned that also as well with like my mom, for instance, you know, my parents, it's, I've learned that there's certain things I can talk to them about and there's certain things I shouldn't or certain responses I should have and certain ones that I shouldn't. Um, because Just, yeah, not everyone, you know, is probably where you're at Mm. and you just have to be careful. I feel like one thing that I learned is like talking to people, you you, you definitely have to, you don't have to, you shouldn't feel like you have to be walking on eggshells, but you also should be a little, um, maybe consider it consider it and yeah. and just be careful i guess um not everyone is in the same mindset as you um so i i've definitely learned that a lot and um i feel like it's definitely made me pause and think a little more um like i i i think the concept of like how to talk to people really i really worked on it and not just because I felt like, oh, you know, I need to be careful with people, but because my ex used to tell me that I was not good at it. Mm. You know, I, I had a really big misconception of myself for a long time because of that. You know, you'd be like, oh, well, someone's saying something and then 
all of a sudden you act like you you're, are you sounding like you want to relate but i don't think they want you to or your opinion mm. and i'm like oh or yeah you know they were talking about this and all of a sudden you like put in your input and they stop talking like do you see that he's like i i know you mean well but you know like i i just think that you should just not put in your input and i'm like oh well now i don't want to say anything but yeah now I'm like, no, now I just should just be careful. About yeah, there's yeah. there's truth. And that's the that's the worst thing about a manipulator is mm-hmm. like there'll be truths in the things that yes. they're saying, but they'll use them. They'll to twist like, and turn. Yeah. And there was a lot of truths he told me about myself. I feel right. like I learned a lot, but they were twisted. You mm-hmm. know, there were things for, you know, for him to go him his way. You know, the whole not getting clocked. Oh, it's just because he didn't want, you know, me to find out something, obviously. Because I ended up talking to his ex afterwards, after we broke up. Um, oh, his, oh. His ex his before feet, me. Okay. And she was like, he would he would talk to girls. He, you know, he would answer, you know, phone calls. He apparently took her car one day to go pick up an ex that needed help and was just like, she needs my help. This is so funny, this small network you created because, or connection, I should just say. Because I just had someone on like a few episodes ago that was telling me about a Facebook network that was created amongst women to like sort of like out like out these guys and be like, yes. wait a minute. No, I dated him two years ago. Hold on a second. Like, don't date him. Like, a, I don't know. If I, well, actually, it's public. You just have to apply, I guess. Um, but there's a Facebook group called Are We Dating the Same Guy? And I, I joined it. I joined it because of my friend. Well, one, because my ex kept saying that he was on, literally he kept saying that he was on all of the dating sites. Yeah. Why? Because for some really interesting reasons, but he was in apparently in all the dating sites. So I got curious and I was like, I wonder how many girls he decided to start talking. But he never got popped. He never popped up on there. So I was like, good. Thank God. I'd be like, run, 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 run for the hills. Um, but my friend said that she actually found two of the guys that she talked to on online dating sites that were brought up on there and they were like yeah we're talking to him too and he's weird and he's sad and da, 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 da. one one of them was married and he was hiding it and tried to say that he was getting divorced another one you know turned out to be a total like player that had like three other girlfriends already and um yeah those are those stories are interesting yeah on these there. trust <laughs> issue things are interesting i remember like casually dating someone and I was at I was at the house that they were house sitting for. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. home, and I was there. Where it was her, her cousin and I, and we were hanging out by the pool. And then I had asked the question of like, it was getting later, and I asked the question of like, all right, so you know, uh, I th- I think I said I have work tomorrow. I was like, but so should I like, should I get on the way? And I, I definitely would do it differently now, mm-hmm. but I guess that was my core way of asking, like, am I spending the night here or like, should I go? Right. You know what I mean? And she was like, yeah, I guess if you need to go, like, you can go. And then I was like, okay. So then I left mm-hmm. and then we didn't talk for like two weeks. So lo and behold, she thought that her cousin and her started talking. She, they had come up with this narrative that maybe I had, a family at home that I needed to get back to. Oh my goodness. And like, this was me trying to get out of there. And like, why didn't I spend the night? But I was like trying to ask if I was spending the night. I just didn't directly ask, right. you know? Um, so, but then I was just like, 
Also, why that narrative, though, that there was a family at home and then it just, lo and behold, it turned out that she had known of this sort of story before from like a friend or <laughs> online or Twitter or oh something gosh. like that, that people would be having families. Well, and, it's true, though. Yeah. Um, I, a friend of mine had um, dated a guy. She went on a date with him and then it turned out that he was a dad of like Four and people be doing a lot. She was like, "Yeah, no." That's so much. It's so much responsibility. Like it's so yeah. much on your plate. I get, like, I get that. Um, you know, dating sites, and I get that people have bad experiences. But I feel like you never will know unless you try. And that's like, mm. I should definitely follow that advice as well because I feel like I haven't tried at all. Um, but I also feel like I'm at that point where I kind of just enjoy my solitude again. It's taken me a long time to enjoy my solitude. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get lonely here and there and I'm just like, ah, you know, kind of wish I had a boyfriend, but then I'm like, that's too much work. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. The, this is why this is my favorite thing to do. Like, um, you're talking to, to your friend who you guys are each other's boyfriend, girlfriend (laughs) and saying like, this is the route that we should take with men. Like we should Mm -hmm. like have real conversations with them, like over a long course of time. And is, is there any sport that you're familiar with? Oh, like a lot. A lot of them. Okay. Football, soccer, most soccer. Okay. Uh, so let's do soccer. Um, you have the game of soccer Mm -hmm. in which you have however many people on each team. I wouldn't know. 11, 11 on 11 playing. Uh, on a field, common goal, right? Then there's, I also wouldn't know this, but I'm certain that there are games mm-hmm. like, what do you call the game where you're just like keeping a soccer ball above the ground just by yourself? I think it's like dribbling. Dribbling, dribbling. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, but there are smaller games that you can play that are just drills or just games that people have. Like if it's basketball, you have the game of basketball mm-hmm. and then you have knockout, you have horse, you have like games that you can play with a basketball right the thing with conversation is that we we use the word conversation for like a lot of different types of things that are lesser versions mm, of it you have like discussions and in in debates and arguments mm-hmm. and like venting dumping mm-hmm. chatting you know just like talking at someone right mm-hmm. And so a lot of people use the word conversation for a lot of these things yeah so you think in a lot of discussions, a lot of interactions you're having with people, people are like, oh, I have a conversation with so-and-so. I have a conversation mm-hmm. with so-and-so. So you think that you're having like a conversation, mm-hmm. like that you're, but you're, but how often are you just sitting across from someone, distractionless, mm-hmm. locked in, engaged, right. just learning about them, you guys just <laughs> flowing back and forth. Yes. Like it's very rarely happening. It it's yeah. It's a niche these days. There's, so many distractions, phone. I mean, I do it. I, I am, I'm definitely guilty of it. You know, my boss will be talking to me. And I mean, this lady sits there on the computer, you know, doing work for a long time. So sometimes she doesn't get to really socialize. And she'll talk to me and I'm going to be on my phone. And I honestly, I'll zone out. And then she'll look at me and she'll be like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I feel so bad because I'm like, I should not be doing that. But I do want to listen. Don't you talk to me? And I finally put my foot, da- my like my phone down. And there's just even that, even the TV, or even just like a kid playing next to you. Like the distraction is, it's even if it's there's no like electronics, it's there. Mm-hmm. And 
I feel like to sit down and actually talk to someone like this, it's it's been a while. Definitely. <laughs> definitely been a while. Um, unless you're like even even on the phone, mm-hmm. even on the phone, you can just sit there and quiet and just like. OK, let me start doing this really quick since you got quiet. And next, thing you know, five minutes pass by. Are you still there? <laughs> oh, OK. Oh, what were we talking about? <laughs> That's so fun. I don't have those anymore, but I have I, a couple of people have told me that recently, like those conversations of like someone. Oh, actually, the same person that told me about that Facebook network, mm-hmm. just like having a phone nearby and like there's someone on there. But like you're doing something else for 10 minutes and you come back, you're like, oh, what's, what's going on? And you guys are still I forgot about those those types of phone mm-hmm. calls. Yeah. I don't have them as much either, but, um, you know, I do, I do tend to like, you know, call my friends here and there. I, I like, I miss that, like, the feeling of, like, when you were, like, in middle school and high school and you just had, like, three-hour phone calls with your best friend and you're just, like, talking about the stupidest crap. I miss that. I, I love that. I, I, I think, especially after the pandemic and after, you know, when I kind of went through with my ex, I really distance myself from people a lot. Mm. So, like, now I'm just, like, I definitely need to be around people. Like, I need to socialize like i'm a human being human beings need to socialize you know maybe t- some less than others but i i need to socialize because otherwise i go crazy i saw a tiktok of like a, this this chick i guess i and i don't know if the whole thing was content or if this was a real thing happening mm-hmm. at the time it may have just been fake but she had her phone propped up uh i guess at the table mm-hmm. and you just hear so you can't see the guy but you just <laughs> she's like stirring her coffee like her latte and like pursing <laughs> her lips and stuff like that looking at the camera and he's like okay so we're literally on a date right now and i see you creating content like <laughs> and she's oh. like what are you talking about like let's just talk let's have a good time and he's like can you please put your phone away i oh. i see you recording a video Right now for TikTok, like I'm trying to have a discussion with yeah. you. And she and he's like, I'm going to leave. She was like, So you're literally gonna leave while we're in the middle of a date just because my phone is on the table? Like, are you serious? And and again, this could the whole thing could have just been content. He could have been in on it. I, yeah. I don't know. But something tells me that there's some that you it's most you most certainly would risk you know, the connection on a date for a good TikTok video. I think I I agree. I mean, I, I used to not like run into people that, you know, if I'm out, like, let's say Alexandria or like Arlington, I used to not run into anybody that was making contact. Now you do. Because everybody is like trying to, you know, make it on. As I was I was walking down the street the other day and I saw a building that's that it's just space for YouTube and content creators. Are you serious? Yeah, you can just call the number <laughs> on the front of the building and like just like rent it out. Oh my! It's God. just for content creators. That, wow, and, that's and, crazy. I yeah. mean, I get it because it is in demand, but that's and you need crazy. and you need yeah if you want like a podcast or something like that you need the space like everybody doesn't just have a room in their next the room. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's in right. So it's like, where if I want a part, like, where am I going to record it? Mm-hmm. I, so, yeah, that's people are building, building spaces for it. Wow. It's, it's a different world we're in. I guess that's just like the WeWork part of like um, office renting. Yeah. Area, you know, I know they have like those um, salon suites now, too, for individual people that do hair or nails mm-hmm. or whatever. That makes sense. I get the people what they want. 
People want content. I had a like, I had a hairstylist who did that for a while, but I guess it wasn't. I don't know. It didn't work out for her, and she went back to like working at a salon. I guess it was just mm-hmm. a little too expensive. Yeah, because it was right after a pandemic, and everybody started getting individual seats and stuff. She was great. I don't know where she went, so I lost her. <laughs> damn. But damn, she yeah. didn't keep in contact with you. She um. Just, well, I used to. I had a barber that did that. I was upset a little bit. She had an Instagram, and um, I think I just stopped following her or something. I don't even know why, but um, I just didn't go back. And then those are precious relationships. Yeah. I know how much they she, mean. She she was she was great. Her name's Carly. She used to work at a a place in um, Haymarket that I used to go to a lot. That's where I met her, and then she moved out, and I followed her. Um, she did like my hair, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this was great. And then I lost her, and then I went to somebody else, and they messed up my hair, and that's why I just cut it and did bangs because <laughs> it was bad. So I went back to the same salon, um, with a different location with a newer hairstylist who I was very nervous about because she's new. She's like, like I think she said she was 19 or 20. But this girl, like, my hair was orange at some point, mm. like, it was blotchy orange, half dead, and she like chopped it off. She's like, I'm sorry. We have to chop it. And I was like, fuck it. And it feels so much better now. And I'm happy because it's decent. But I, I followed the trend of bangs and I've never really tried it. I always had like the, I don't know if you remember, I always had like the side swoop. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, let's try bangs this time. And she did. And I was like, I don't know. I, I, I have to get used to it because I just 30, almost 32 years of no bangs. And now I have bangs. Yeah. Actually, I think I had bangs in fifth grade. <laughs> I had, a, I had a mushroom haircut. That's what it oh, was. Oh, <laughs> you, you had the mushroom. Yes. Like the little bowl. Yeah, the little bowl haircut yeah. with like the, the straight across. And my hair ended up straight that, that time. Cause I've looked crazy before. Just like having a perfect small little afro. Just like having, a, like that's the mushroom. <laughs> like having a perfectly cut afro around nice you. Nice round one. Yeah, just always picking it out, keeping it exactly where it needs to be. Oh my gosh. It's, I bet that was maidens. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. No, I, I guess now that I'm older, I have to take care of my hair a little better, buy better products. Like, turns out the shampoo and conditioner they use are like $60 shampoo and conditioners. And I'm like, <sighs> these are the type of investments that I actually make, actually make instead of buying money and spending money on Timu. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's, oh, God, that's horrible. But see, that's why Tranquil, plug that, Mm -hmm. her business, that's why it's, like, it's awesome. Like, the stuff works. She has skin moisturizers and whipped body butters and lip balms. Oh, I love body butters. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll Uh, probably have to check that one out. Oh, yeah, definitely check it out. She has face uh, cleansers. It's, Mm -hmm. like, and the stuff is, it feels good to use. Mm -hmm. And it's all, it's hydrating and it, it smells good and you can... You can pronounce all of the, <laughs> the, ingredients. the ingredients and Here, okay. Now I feel like we're in a little ad, so I'm like tranquil. Tranquil, hold on, come out. By Von Marie. Try it. It's great. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm more than positive it's great because I can read all the ingredients. Yeah, and all that stuff. Like I like when a little goes a long way. Does she ever do like um what's it called the the markets? Oh, Farmers, farmers markets. markets. She did one before. I think she's going to gear up to do one this upcoming spring and nice. summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's like the time is gone now. It's, I mean, they have them year round. It's just be cold out. So if yeah. you want to sit out there while the wind is blowing, 
and a monsoon hits, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to really do that. But Leesburg is a good market because people love to spend money. Leesburg is a expensive area. She went to a market the other day and found a candle, like a two-ounce candle for like $16 at a market. Yeah. It's tough trying to support people locally, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're trying to, like, make profit. That's why they have to kind of raise the prices. It's like, like, ooh, $16 for a two-ounce candle. Yeah. I have a a friend that, you know, she started a business, a candle business as well. Um, I see why they're pricey, though. You know, everything, all the products and stuff is pretty expensive to buy now. Because I I bought a set for Mother's Day from her, and it cost me almost $70. (sighs) Um, but let me tell you, that candle you can smells go to, great. When you can go to like bed, bed bath and be, no, not bed, bath and beyond. What's the other bath one? Bath and body works. Bath and body That's my mom's favorite. And you can get defrosted cranberry like and the balsam. But see, the, I get, I get annoyed when she does those. Cause I'm like, mom, those are not dog friendly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this oh, one is because there are a dogs. lot of the fragrances that burn. Um, they're not good for dogs. And I was like, we have dogs. We have two dogs now. So yeah. This is just too strong. Yeah. They're the too dog. strong. They're, they're just, so bad what do the dogs nose. start? Do they start freaking out? Um, like, I think from what I was reading, cause I used to like having a lot of candles too, but I realized like I should only have like soy candles or like the beeswax ones. Cause some of the chemicals that burn from the candles, uh, it irritates, it can irritate their like respiratory, um, like system. It can give them cancer, you know, it could be toxic for them. Um, so I only, I only, I just have like, uh, like a diffuser and I just put lavender cause that's like one of the, the ones they can, they can smell just mm. lavender. Cause I like lavender anyway. So that worked out. So if I get a candle, it has to be like, you know, some soy based candle. Like you're trying to take care of trying to do a good deed and then doing a bad job at it and hurting something is like, yes. that's the worst thing ever. Like, try, yes, like I saw I was driving down the street the other day and I saw someone that seemed down on their luck. Hmm. Right. And there was a whole dog with them. Oh. And I'm like, hmm, this raises a lot of questions. Like, when did you get the dog? Did you have the dog before? Mm. So, okay, is it unethical to keep the dog? Like, how down on your luck are you? Are you you about to get back on your feet? So you can, you know, like, should you, how long should you be in this predicament before you give the dog away? Yeah. How, are we feeding the dog? Like, to what degree, you know? I. It must do wonders for his spirit to have the dog and not be alone out there. Mm -hmm. But also, you got a dog out there. Yeah. I read, um, I was reading an article or a forum, something about that, you know, about how like, well, sometimes it's hard for people that are, you know, having a hard time, whether they're homeless or not like that, or just in the place where they're not able to take care of a dog or a pet. It's really hard for them to give them up because that's the only thing they they still have. Um, but then some people were like, well, sometimes those are like the best behaved dogs. And those are like the dogs that are always there because that's really what they only have. Uh, I know by my house, there's always someone that has a puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, the dog is grown now, um, but they're always out there with them. And we always worry because like, oh, they'll be out in the heat. Oh, they'll be out in the cold. Right now we haven't seen them. So we're like, OK, maybe they're, they found shelter, hopefully. Um and it's hard for you to like be like, I hope that this dog is okay. But then you're like, oh, but I hope this person's okay too. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've definitely seen marginal studies done that mm-hmm. say that we are much more 
uh, empathetic for pets mm-hmm. than we are humans. So yeah. like your first thought would be about the dog, the dog and not the human. And then you're like, oh, wait, I hope you're OK, too, by the way. Yeah. Now, dogs and pets. Um, I mean, the only pet that we ever grew up with was my sister's rabbit. Um, but dogs are different. It's like and I see why they would be like, oh, it's hard for them to give them up because I, I would thinking about like losing my dog now and i've only had him for three months now you know i've had my other little one for two years but that's my mom's dog um it's like oh my god thinking about having to give him up or like losing him it's like oh my gosh what would i do that dog i i feel like that dog helps so much dogs really do help a lot pets in general my friend has like a cat and she loves her cat i read somewhere and i told her i was like you know they say that cats cure depression because you know, they'll be all over you when you're in a certain spot. But then when you're feeling better, they're finally like, OK, bye. <laughs> oh, wow. And my friend has two dogs or two cats. And, um, you know, one of them is stuck to her and the other one, both of them were stuck glued to her for a while. And now she's like doing a little better. And she's like the other one, like barely comes to me. But this one, this it, one's always with me. It's funny you say that because the, the video games these days are also, I think, in tune with as they are just creations from people in tune with the mental health realm that we're in. Cause I was just playing Hogwarts mm. and in, in every town in Hogwarts, like there are cats and you can always walk up to any cat right. and pet it. Oh, and like, it'll take, it'll be like a small, like five second mm-hmm. little cutscene where you walk up and like pet a cat. And I just thought that it was very interesting that they <laughs> allow this. It was just like, why did they put this function in this game well, where you can just so cuddly. Yeah, I get it, but I guess it's the whole maybe idea of curing depression and just like having like a small thing that you can just pet. Like even in the video game Mm -hmm. that you're playing, you can just walk up and pet a cat whenever you need to. (laughs) There's something about cats. I don't know. My boss has four cats. um, And whenever I get to, you know, the office and pet one, I'm just like... Hi, you know, if I'm like in a like like in a crappy mood, I'm like, ugh, you know, someone cut me off and pissed off. I just come get the cat. And I'm like, huh, everything's better now. Wow. I don't know. I guess just the petting. Like she also has goats, and I'll pet the goats, mm. or I just watch the goats, and it's just like there's something about animals, honestly, in general. Like I feel like the whole like animal therapy is a thing. She'll be like goat therapy. I'm about to start charging people money for, to come pet goats to feel better. And I was like, you should. <laughs> It'll make money because we have baby goats right now. And they're adorable. They're they are like the size of a cat, like a large cat right now. And they're just like the cutest little things. They'll follow you around and they're like, hey, give me attention. I'm certain that there's variability in this. But I think with bait, with with babies, very, very small children and animals, there's like an unbiased factor. And mm-hmm. if they really, really don't want to be around you and there wasn't it's like some deep trauma that took place mm-hmm you know, having to do with beings that look like you or something like that, then it's probably just a good gauge of your energy being off. Yeah. And the baby or the animal's like letting you know, like, mm, no. Yeah, I've, I've heard that before, too. My mom's very into like, yeah, dogs can feel you. I mean, when I was not in a good place, I my little dog, she slept with me for three months. I don't know why. She just did it every night for like three months. She would just sleep with me. 
And then, you know, I started feeling better gradually. And then at some point she was like, okay, you don't need me anymore. I'm going back to my mom. Wow. <laughs> and my mom's like, yeah, she, she's been there for you. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like when I would cry, she'd just come up to me and just start licking my face. Probably because my tears were salty, but, <laughs> you know, yeah. and my dog, if I'm feeling a certain way, he'll just be like, he'll nudge me. He'll be like, what's, what's like, what's going on? What's wrong? Yeah. You know, he, and he's that dog. When we got him, we, he was very, very shy. We didn't understand why he like, like scared away from men. And it turned out like the previous owner, um, might've, there's a possibility that he might've like kind of scared him a lot or like, you know, kind of just hurt him. Mm. We're not sure, um, but yeah, he's like you can lift something up, and he'll be like, mm. and now he like he's like, oh, okay, you're not gonna hurt me. I mean, it's only been three months, but still, like yeah. that's an improvement. <sighs> They're like little mini humans as well, because you know they do get traumatized and they do get hurt and they do get sad and happy and all this stuff. Like I, he's like a velcro dog. I swear, right now he just mm. wants to be glued to my hip if I'm home. I feel like that's okay because I want to do the same thing. I just want to be like, I just want you to be right here cuddling me. I can watch TV and just, yeah, my little doggy. I love that connection. <laughs> I love him. He's he's adorable. Like he's, I I love that I can get in his face and I'll just like kiss his face and he'll just let me. And then if somebody else tries to do it, he'll be like, no, mm. get away from me. I love that. I don't know why. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's just connection. Mm-hmm. There's connection. Like as soon as you get a dog, you're you're signing up for an extremely painful severance at some point in time. Yes. Right. As soon yes. as you open your heart up to another living being, at some point there's going to be that severance, and you know it. But it just happens to so be That's, worth the love and connection. It, it is. That I you feel. Build. I feel like. I don't, you know, they always say like, oh, don't hurt your, don't um, like put yourself through something before it happens because that's just doubles the pain. Mm. Like, so I try not to think about like the day that, you know, I, I might lose him, which will be years from now. I mean, he's only two, but still I'm like, okay, let me not think about it. Cause even thinking about it, like it'll, I'll be like, oh my God, I didn't know. And I'm like, okay, I can't think about it. Let it go. Just, it's fine. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. And yeah, it's true. Like, oh my gosh, it's like. You know, I tell my friends that have kids, I'll be like, it's having like having a kid. And they're like, no, it's not. I was like, well, for me, it is <laughs> because I don't have kids. <laughs> you know, this is this is the closest I'll get to a kid. You know, wake up every morning. I was like, he, he not only is it that I love that I have the dog and that he's just like, I'm, I'm glad he's like trusting me. But I feel like he helped me so much. Like I, I started kind of developing like depression symptoms again because like seasonal depression, it happens, you know, a lot of people. And. I got him right before, you know, I think I got him in August, August, September. Yeah, August. And um, let me tell you, the routine that I have with this dog helps me so much. Like I, I wake up every morning at seven o'clock in the morning now. I used to wake up like at 10 and just feel like crap because I wasted half of my morning already. No, I wake up in the morning. I take him out. He goes out, comes in. I feed him and I'm, I'm up. I'm up, you know, start doing my stuff, you know, make breakfast and get ready to start working. And I'll work and I work, take him out whenever because I, I work like kind of hybrid. I'll work from home and then sometimes I go into the office. Um, and, you know, now I sit there and I'm like, I have a routine. I've been struggling with making a routine. I have a friend that uh, is ex-military and he had he decided he wanted a dog to help with 
whatever level of PTSD he has and just depression and or anxiety, whatever mixture. And he got the dog. He, like, sent it off to some extremely expensive school, I think, mm. you know, to be able to be this type of dog. And then he said that he ended up having to give the dog away because it made what he was trying to get away from worse because he would be sad leaving the dog. The dog would be sad he was leaving. Mm. And, like, he'd have to listen to this dog and look at this dog be wildly sad oh, as no. he was, like, leaving. And he'd be like, oh, fuck, this sucks. Oh. So much. To the point where I told you I never had a pet growing up. But taking care of my friend who named is Bella, mm. like her dog, two times, that dog and I, Gumpalumpagus, I call him, mm. we created such a, a great bond in that time. Like when when we were leaving in the morning to go to mm-hmm. work, like he knew. He knew like as soon as we would start oh. getting ready, like he just knew like what time of the day it was. Know, and you yeah. would see him like start moping around or like try to like sit up underneath the couch or something like yeah. that. And it's like fuck. I try not to this, think about it. This sucks. <laughs> like so now I thought, man, if I if I were to get one, I would need this dog to be taken care of. Like when, like when I leave, not necessarily there has to be a person there, but there needs to be like a plethora of toys. There would have to be like a yard. Like I wouldn't want it to be in an enclosed space. Yeah. Like there's got to be space for it to at least, I don't know, chase squirrels, something <laughs> like, you know, have its mind, like have its attention right. towards like other no, things aside yeah. from the fact that I'm not there. No, you know what I, I mean? I get that um, because I got really into like researching stuff you know it was one thing having the little dog that we already have but as my mom so it's more of like my mom's job to take care of her i would just watch her i would take her out here and there whenever she needed to go i'd cuddle with her whatever but my mom was like the main like caregiver but now that i have my dog like you know he's home alone right now because my mom was at work but usually my mom is home so i'm okay with him being at home and me not being there because there's someone there even though there's another dog. We we keep them separate still, um, mm. just just in case. I mean, they get along a lot better now. They used to not. Um, but I really like invested time in like getting like uh, what's the, enrichment toys. Like I, but he figures them out so quickly. Oh, enrichment! Yeah, toys. like you know those toys. I have one. It's like a little little disc where you have it has compartments to put treats in, and then you just close them, and they have to figure out how to dig them oh, out. This kid, yeah. he he got it in like. Five minutes. He's uh, done. He'll look building at me. the IQ of the dog. Yeah, he's like, he looks at me like, okay, now what? And I'm like, because ah. he's a very high energy dog, you know. Yeah. For the little dog he is, he's pretty high high energy, and um, so I have to do take him out like three times a day for him to like run around the yard. The problem is that he keeps going to the neighbor's yard, so mm-hmm. now we have to like leash him or we need to put up a fence. Um, but that's what I would like. You know, my goal is like I have a door in my room because my room is an extension of the house, so it has a door. And I want to have, like I told my mom, I was like, by the summer, I need to have a door that has a doggy door because I want him to be in and out as soon as this is fenced and just run around and just be free and, you know, not feel like he's stuck in the room. I mean, I mean, my room is pretty decently sized. He has space to walk in or, you know, around. But it's different to be but outside. It's, yes. and it's like he flourishes and, and he's yeah. just like, and he does zoomies as soon as we take him outside and he's just happy. And I'm like, I love it. But I feel bad because I'm like, oh, you're stuck at home sometimes. Sometimes you have to wait until I get home. Like, and he, he went out this morning. He went around, chased squirrels. I'm like, oh, my gosh, come back inside fight with him like a little kid like come on inside now 
Finally comes comes inside after he uses the bathroom. Then he's like, oh. and then like you said, they know your. Sometimes they get to know your schedule so well. They're like, oh, man, he sees me like changing my pants and yep. looking at myself in the mirror. Yep. He's he starts being like, oh, yep, you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, stop it. I try not to think about it. I'd be like, I'm gonna be back. You know, and I say here, I'm like, take care of the of the house. I'll be back. Don't worry. Like I'll talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, just go to bed, and he'll go to bed, and he'll just be like. Oh. And he just sleeps. I gotta take a bathroom break. Okay. Bathroom break. Cool. You, I don't. I mean, you may not have been able to make much time for it as of recent, mm. but you, I do remember you do like to trip. Correct. Trip. You do like to take vacation, like to oh, go places. Like, I'm sorry. Let me. No, yeah. You know, I definitely need <laughs> I to try that yet. <laughs> change that. <laughs> um, I do. I mean, this year. Oh, man, I, I got to do a lot this year. I feel like this year was definitely a year where I was able to travel a lot more than I've ever traveled in any of the oh, years. Oh, beautiful. So I, I this year I've been able to, um, what's it called? Last year I went to Florida. That was all right, honestly. I feel like a lot of people hyped it up, and I was like, eh, maybe I just. What part were you in? I was in Miami, Miami and I also went to Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Um, Fort Lauderdale is very, very not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I it, Let's just say we didn't have a car rental, so we were using public transportation. And at one point we were at a bus stop. And then all you see is someone getting chased with a knife. Oh. And I was like, let's get an Uber right now. Yo, chasing someone with a knife is yeah. crazy. I was like, no, we're getting out of here. Like, no, never again. Nope. I mean, the beach was nice, but no, I'm never, I, I would not go back there. I don't know. That was kind of like, oof. So um, the best part of that trip was what? Just Miami. Be- just beach? beach? The beach, yeah, the beach. Clubs? Were you clubbing? No, I didn't get to go. The friend I went with didn't really, like, well, it wasn't really her thing. So what was, um, so, what, so why Florida? Um, She really wanted to go. Oh, Actually, okay. we were supposed to go to the Dominican Republic, but at that time I was kind of a little tight. Mm. And I was like, I, I shouldn't travel. Um, She convinced me to just go to Miami and I was like, fine. And then. Um, I ended up just like really not, um, it just, it was just was not the trip I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of disappointing. And I, I think I would probably want to try giving it another go one day. Um, but for now I'm probably just not going to go to Florida for a while. All right. Um, and then this year I've been to Puerto Rico recently. Nice. Um, and I went to El Salvador Okay. and I didn't think I was going to like El Salvador as much as I did. That was mm. beautiful. Um, I have like, you know, a lot of my really good friends are Salvadorian. So I was just like, oh my gosh, when are you going? Because I want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. The food was great. Like the area was great. Um, I know that country struggled a lot with like, you know, crime and I felt safe there. It was, it was, it was awesome. I went with a friend and, you know, some family and it was great. I loved it. If, if I went to El Salvador, like what's the thing that I have to participate in, whether it be oh my food gosh, or an activity? The surfing and the horses. Uh, I didn't get oh. to do the horse um, riding, but they have horses there. And mm. then they're really like big on surfing. I didn't yeah, I know me neither. And so we got some lessons. I busted my ass, but it was great. It was yeah. so fun. It's better than you busting your ass snowboarding. Yes, yes it really was. <laughs> it was 10 times better. And so, yeah, I, I recommend it. Um, the food there is great. Oh, my gosh. the You definitely have to eat pupusas there. Yeah. Um, those yeah, right, 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 right. Delicious. Like, I, I, whatever I find here now is, like, nothing compared to what I Well, of course. There. Yeah, like, you go somewhere and, like, they've spent however long, maybe centuries, mm-hmm. just, like, perfecting mm-hmm. this this yep. one thing. 
And then, of course. yeah. So that. Do they stuff? What do they put inside the? And I don't it mean. It depends. Um, there's like cheese. Yeah. There's like the cheese with um these like little leaves. Uh, mm. Um, I forgot what they called with in little leaves in it. It's like a kind of like an herb. And then you know you have chicken. You have. Um, beans and cheese, you have like pork. But do they actually stuff the pupusa itself? Yeah, or it's stuff in there. So like oh, okay. the way they make it, I, from what I remember from my friend, she was making it, you know, you have the ball, you kind of squish it, you put the inside in, you cover it up, you make it into a ball and then you mm. flatten it. And then that's just as how, yeah. how it comes out and you like take it apart. It's like the best thing. You see the cheese because I love mm. them when they're really cheesy and crispy. Mm. That's like the best. And um, then I went to Puerto Rico in the beginning of October uh, for a friend's birthday. I didn't get to travel out throughout the island as much as I want to, but I think that's like another trip because this was more, mostly like a birthday trip for her. Um, and, oh, my gosh, I loved it, too. It was beautiful. Was Mercedes a part of any of these? Um, Mercedes, no, she was not. No. But I did go with her to Cancun about two years ago. Yeah, I think I remember. Um, and I think we're planning, um, hopefully, this coming year going somewhere else again. Because, you know, there was a while we were doing, like, at least yearly trips somewhere, yeah. even if it was within the States. Um, so we want to get back to that. And nice. hopefully we get to go to, even if we go back to Cancun, I don't mind. I just want to go somewhere. <laughs> is she still in Nova? Uh. Like here in Northern Virginia? Yeah, yeah she is. Oh, yeah. yeah tell, she tell, is. tell her to come have a chat. I told her. I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be talking to Earl. She's like, oh, you are? She's like, you know, I actually do listen to his podcast. And I was like, what? what? That's great. Yo, yo, tell her to come. Tell, Put her in contact with me. Tell <laughs> her to come do this. I will. She'll, she's like, I, I definitely would love to do it. Oh, my goodness. She, Yeah. She's like, but I don't know what to do because I'll be so nervous. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I was like, it's you okay. Can, you'll, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. I was like, I thought I was going to be nervous. Look at me. I'm just talking, blabbing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you came and did this, especially because you already remarked on it being a a while since mm-hmm. a conversation. I mean, there was a guy I was talking to that I thought I was having a conversation with, but all it really was was him kind of just bragging about his traveling. Damn. Um, and he's like, and I did this, and I, I did that, and I did oh, that. Oh, really? Oh, like, so it wasn't like, oh, man. It was, Um, at first I was like, yeah, you know, it's great. We're having a conversation. But then I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, whatever. I lost uh, interest. Stop talking to him. Had he at least been to some really cool places and done some? Um, kind. I, I mean, I think from one of them, he's Salvadorian as well. So he went, he was in El Salvador not too long ago. And he was just like, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm like, that's great. I love it for you. Great. Yeah. I'm it like, sucks when there's like, there's potential. Like mm-hmm. there's like potential for a really good conversation. It's like there's, there are things here that maybe I'd be really interested in. But it's like the way you're delivering yes. this information yes. makes me no longer like, want to participate. You don't have to brag. You just be like, hey, I'm traveling, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't like, even know. It would it would just be a part of the conversation. Like, yeah. oh, what have you been up to? Oh, well, you know, I actually took a trip with a couple of friends out here, and mm. then you and then you just flow and you yeah, have a conversation. There you oh, go. what was it like? Oh, well, you know, we did this. It was fun. You know, you got to eat yeah, the pupusas. Yeah, I didn't get to do that. You got it. Yeah, no, just that was just kind of he just like, told you. He just told me, and I'm like, oh well, I'm glad you had a great time. And he's like, yeah, and then I did this. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh. okay. Then I had I did. There's been a couple of guys I've talked to, but honestly, I feel like um just so. I would say 
into myself right now that well like your ex-boyfriend told you like about like sharing your opinion or like trying to relate mm-hmm. right through that bonding like oh you went through that well you know i kind of went through something similar mm-hmm. like that whole thing that we do i think that there's room for all those things like you've clearly come to figure out mm-hmm. it's not like you should just shut yourself off and never share anything when someone's sharing right. something or that you should always share everything right. that's going on but there's there's a there's a, a swimmingness to it, you know, where you there just kind of have yeah. to feel out. Like the like, go with the flow thing is a kind of a real yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it really is yeah. a real thing. Like when should I be sharing? And I I try to give people the benefit of the doubt when it comes to engaging with other people, like because some people are just really nervous a lot yeah. of the time, and some so they think. Like a good conversation is just as long as there's talking happening, it's good. So maybe I just need to overshare, (laughs) overshare, over, just keep sharing. So there's never an awkward silence. I say awkward with the quotations because people just throw this connotation to silence as though it has to be. Yeah, yeah. Someone said to me the other day, oh, you know, I, I tried meditation before, but I just feel like that whole idea of it just being eerily quiet in your mind is just, like, scary. No. Eerily quiet. It's like, hmm, I wonder why eerily, why had, eerily? To, had to come attached yeah. to quiet. Like, why why the word peaceful didn't come before quiet? Right. Like, you know, there's so many That's other, you know, so you just think, oh, mm. it's awkward silence. <laughs> silence has to be awkward, right? Yeah, no, I, I get that because I feel like, I'll, you know, maybe two years ago, that would be me. I, I'd be like, I have to talk. I have to talk about the randomest crap. I have to just bring up random crap. Otherwise, it's weird that we're not talking. I used to not be able to sit with someone in the car and just be like, oh, my God, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about something because this is just where it's quiet. And now I'm like, it's fine. I think now for me, quiet, it's such a peaceful thing. Like, I like quiet. I like it when my mind's quiet because then that means I'm not, like, overthinking something or spiraling, you know, an anxiety spiral or something like that. I, I, I prefer the peace. Yeah, it's weird when, like, you've been, uh, like when you kind of, I just want to say when you got the game fucked up. Like, when <laughs> you think that it's supposed to be one way because you've just learned it that way and then you realize there's actually an inverse that is much better. So yes. in this, it would be... It it seem it could seem irresponsible to like not constantly be thinking about something. Like I could create a scenario in my mind or like an argument in my mind of like to just be peaceful and quiet in mind. Well, like, shouldn't you be thinking about things? Shouldn't you be thinking about the future? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you be trying to set things in place and formulate exactly what's going to be the next step? And like, shouldn't you be doing that? And it's like, no. Right, you're like, but you, you most certainly do not, yeah. do not have to play the game that way. Um, and some might even say that it would behoove you to not do it and it would allow you to see things in the future clearer, right? To, to not do that and create yeah. all these, these hypotheses yeah. and narratives and things of that sort. So it's interesting that phrases like silence is golden has been around since however long. But you just don't really understand it until you understand it. Mm-hmm. Like it, all of that is anxiety. <laughs> and people don't get that. They're like, oh, whatever, you know, I don't have this stuff or whatever. You know, it's just not normal. But quiet, quiet mind means you don't really have, your anxiety is not bothering you. And I, I learned that, you know, with, you know, therapy, it's your mind's running, your mind's running and running and running. And you have to have this and this and this plan. Da, 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 da. It's anxiety at the end of the day. And um, I, I think. 
to this day, a lot of people still don't want to hear that. I think they still want to just be like, well, that's it's just weird. You know, it's just not normal to have be silent like that. No, like you really. Or they say a lot of like my mind doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Like I well, you could train it because my mind didn't work like that, too. And I trained it, too. And so when I need to be silent, I'm silent when, you know, I want it. I feel like I need to like sit down and just kind of like be like, OK, it's like this bubble popping of thoughts. Like you think it, OK, pop it, let it go. Mm. Quiet mind. Mm. Quiet mind goes a long way, honestly. So hopefully if you, uh, I feel like I hope more people are able to like discover that because it just it just it really does make you see things more clearly. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming here and sharing some of your experience with me. I, I definitely would love to have you back on. This oh, my is, gosh. This I would love time. to. This yeah. was. I didn't realize how, like, oh. <laughs> I realized how great this would be, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I would love to come back. I'd, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Let's get yeah. you to work. Yes. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Love you guys. <laughs>